Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. Welcome to today's show. I'm going to be talking to you today about the topic of identity. I've been listening to a few different books on tape and listening to some different podcasts, and I recognize just how important the topic of identity is, especially for women that experience chronic illness, and especially if you've experienced chronic fatigue. So let me start off by telling you a little story about me. Um, I grew up and my dad was in the army and my husband is in the air force. So I've lived in 13 States, two foreign countries and traveled extensively. I now live in Ohio and we've been here for a while and I really love staying put. But one of the things that I love about traveling and I loved about moving is that anytime I moved, I would be put into a whole new situation with new people, new school, new surroundings, new house, new everything. And it took me a little while, but late into my adolescence, I got to, I, I realized that I could decide that I got to be whoever I wanted to be wherever I moved. I wasn't put into the box of, oh, this is Shelby who does this and this is who she is. I got to decide who I was. And I remember probably the, the biggest time that I used this was when we moved from the first time from Ohio to Japan. And I had a sister-in-law and she was like, oh, Japan fashion is just so beautiful. You're going to learn so much. And I'm not somebody who really grew up really into fashion. I went to high school in Hawaii and we wore board shorts and t-shirts and sometimes jeans if it was like below, you know, 50, 70 degrees. <laughs> so for me to think about being somebody who cared about fashion and style, that was a new thing for me to put on. And when I went there, I recognized nobody knows that I'm just a jeans and t-shirt girl. I could wear whatever I wanted to. I can cultivate what I want in my wardrobe. And I mean, as you can tell today, I am, I am com coming to you from pickleball. So not very fashion forward today, but um, I did. It was really fun. I would go and I would, um, we'd go to downtown Tokyo. I'd take the train. I would watch all of these amazing Japanese women that were walking faster than me in heels and these pristine, beautiful outfits. It's something that I noticed back then, and it's a little bit different because I just went back, um, but none of them wore jeans. I was like, this is what Americans wear. We wear jeans. They would put together these beautiful outlet outfits with no jeans. And so I was like, maybe I'm somebody who doesn't wear jeans as much. Hmm, that could be interesting. Maybe I'll try that. So I started wearing lots and lots of skirts and lots of dresses because that's what I saw them wearing. And it was really hot. So being in a dress or a skirt actually felt really nice in the summertime. So then when I moved back to the States, it was funny because people started to know me as, oh, you know, you always wear dresses. 
which was so different than who I used to be. So why do I tell you this story? Because what if you got to decide who you want to be and maybe even change what your identity is, even if everything around you stayed the same? And how could you do this? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And part of that is I've got three components on the on my dry erase board if you are watching the YouTube video or you see me on Instagram. Um, but we're going to talk about three scenarios about where you get to pick your identity and even be aware that you are operating out of who you think you are. Okay? So the first one is who you are when you wake up. Think about this. This morning, what happened? Are you somebody that pushes snooze on the butt, um, on the alarm or are you somebody that gets up and uh, wakes up the first time? Are you somebody that um, sets an alarm for an unrealistic time and expects you to yourself to do a lot? It's probably quite a few of you. I've got a lot of high achievers here. Um, are you somebody that did set the alarm, didn't feel that great this morning, and then decided to sleep in longer? That actually was me this morning, so I'm not shaming any of these. Um, but my question is, like, when you wake up, you, you've just been asleep. You just have been able to um, be, you know, unconscious. And when you wake up, what things are you doing to remind yourself who you are? Are you checking your phone first thing? Are you checking your emails? Are you checking your text messages? Are you checking social media? Are you waiting for those things to tell you who you are? Or are you creating from who you are on purpose? And this could be just a little gentle invitation. Like, What if you started your morning intentionally with a prayer or a meditation to remind you and to decide who you are? Because guess what? You get to decide who you are every single morning is a new opportunity, a new chance. And if you are somebody that wakes up and you still have that chronic fatigue or you still have those chronic pains happening, how do you treat yourself? Do you judge yourself and shame yourself for feeling that way? Or do you experience anxiety when you first wake up? Do you shame yourself for feeling anxious? Or... Are you in the identity of allowing yourself to experience the full human experience, which sometimes includes waking up and feeling kind of like garbage? And instead of telling yourself that you shouldn't feel that way, allowing yourself to just feel like that and decide, I'm the kind of person that's really kind to my body, especially if I'm feeling some symptoms this morning. Something's happening. My body has a really good reason for feeling the way that she does. And rather than berating her and feeling down and making it mean, I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z today. I'm not going to be able to, to show up for the kids to get, you know, do all my, my mom things how I need to. My house is going to still be a wreck. I'm not going to be able to, um, you know, hang out with my friends, whatever. All of those things are optional. Who are you being when you first wake up in the morning? This is a really, really important question because it sets the tone for your day and you get to decide. So you can decide to wake up in love and gratitude, no matter how your body's feeling, no matter the, the situation or the circumstances of, your, of what you're feeling in your body, those are real sensations. You can still choose love and gratitude for yourself 
and self-compassion. I've got great podcasts about self-compassion. So check yourself. How are you feeling when you wake up in the morning? And who can you decide to be in the morning? If you're feeling great or if you're not feeling great. Because the more that you take care of yourself when you're not feeling great when you first wake up in the morning, the more days you're going to have of actually starting to wake up feeling better. Ask my clients about this because this happens to every single one of them. They're like, oh, that's right. I've been working with you for a while. And now I like mornings were really hard. And now I actually feel really good in the mornings. Like, yeah, that's what the power of life coaching and understanding your nervous system through coaching can help you to do. Okay. Number two identity is I want you to be thinking about who you are in your relationships. You're in relationship with every person around you, even if you don't know them. If you, if you see them, if they come within your proximity, there is some sort of relationship because we have thought about them and they may or may not see you. They may or may not have a thought about you, but you are in relationship with all the people around you with objects around you too. Like there's relationships everywhere. If you have thought about something, like I have a relationship with this plant, which part of the tub has died, but it was supposed to be my son's plant. See? So a relationship with um, with our family members is the one that um, most people come to coaching about. Your relationship is what you think about them, what you think they think about you and what you make that mean about you. Okay. So they have a totally different relationship with you than you do with them because your brains are different and you get to decide who you are in your relationship. Are you the person that people take advantage of because they know that you're always going to say yes. That is an identity that you have taken on. Are you the person that is going to shrink away and not volunteer for anything because you don't want to, um, you don't want to do it and you just feel like other people should do it? That's also an identity that you've taken on. Either one is good or bad, but it impacts the experience that you're going to have. Are you a cheerleader in other people's lives, in your kids' lives? Who are you in your relationships with others? You get to decide. And if you don't decide on purpose, then you will decide on default from subconscious. Your subconscious is all these programs that it's already written that are just being played out unless you decide on purpose who you want to be in that situation. Okay? Which leads us to number three, who you want to be. How often do you spend thinking about this? About, okay, I was doing this thing, but I I want a different result in my life. How often are you thinking, who do I need to be in order to have that result? So let me give you some specific examples. Um, just when we were in Japan, just barely, I, um, I recognized that I was really grateful that I have been keeping up on my physical health and um, exercising because we walked a lot and we did not bring any luggage with wheels. We only had our backpacks for two weeks with us. And so I was hoofing it through Japan on the train stations, all of the things with my backpack in tow. And I was really grateful that I had the physical health in order to do that. And while I was there, I was like, you know, I am exercising, but I would like to add in some more weight training. I would love to, to have some more strength. And so I was thinking then, who do I want to be in the future? 
And then when I got home, I was like, okay, I'm the kind of person who, this is one of my very, very favorite prompts. If you are finding that you are not doing what you want to be doing, step into the identity of somebody that does that thing. So I decided I'm the type, I am the kind of person who works out three or four times a week. If that feels good to me. If it doesn't feel good to me, I value my body. I value what she's telling me through symptoms that I'm experiencing. And I will honor what she wants. But when I'm in a line state and I feel really good, I'm the kind of person that goes and works out three, four times a week. And it becomes so much simpler to do that. So that's one thing. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you've been eating out a lot and you want to have more home-cooked meals. I'm the kind of person that plans out my meals with love for myself. I don't overburden myself. I don't try to do crazy recipes on days when, when the kid's schedule is really busy. I'm the kind of person that takes care of myself by providing myself with nourishing food. I'm the kind of person that apologizes quickly when I feel like I've offended somebody. That's another identity you can take on. Instead of rationalizing why you are right and they are wrong and they should apologize, what if you just took responsibility for what was yours, not what's theirs? We don't need to take the over-responsibility, but decide I'm the kind of person that apologizes when I feel like I have wronged somebody and I do it quickly. I'm the kind of person that prays when I feel like I don't know what steps to take with my child. I'm the kind of person who trusts my body and I trust when she is going through different um, symptoms, if she's having different energy levels, I trust her and I honor her and I don't need to make her wrong. I'm the kind of person that loves my body no matter how I'm feeling. So I'm curious, what kind of identities do you take on? What things do you unconsciously identify with? Um, and what things do you want to, um, to be yours in the upcoming future? If that is something that you're struggling with and being like, okay, well, I kind of get from here to here, but there's, some, there's something in between that I'm missing, it might be coaching. It might be understanding what really is keeping you from having that result, especially if you're trying to get your energy back. If you just feel low all the time and you feel like you can't do what you want, that is exactly what I coach about. And I help women every day to feel more energy in their lives. So if that's you, please feel free to book a call so we can talk about how you can get your energy back. All right. Have an incredible week. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Are you ready to welcome in vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a fatigue recovery call. We'll get on a call and I will share my three-step process for getting your energy back personalized, especially for you. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.